Next on Community Matters, some county perspective on Marshall petitions. I don't think either side is going to accept the outcome, and I think you'll see this pushed on into the court system. The Salvation Army, with a number of events this summer they hope you'll attend. It's wonderful that we can share it with you and and the listeners as to what we're planning on doing this summer. So this, this might get some people interested. And our latest adoptable pet on our Wiggly Tail update from the Humane Society. Beauty is just a sweetheart, but she's a little bit shy. Community Matters, brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, is next for June 24, 2023. Good morning. Thank you for being with us on Community Matters. It's Saturday, June 24th, 2023. I'm Richard Pyatt. Thanks to Lakeview Ford Lincoln for making the show possible. Go visit them. Dickman at Washington in downtown Battle Creek. A nice uh, array of guests today. Our county update from County Vice Chair of the Board of Commissioners, Steve Frisbee. Just want to make a comment about that. We talked about the Marshall petition drive to bring a referendum on the Blue Oval plant to the ballot. When we were recording this conversation earlier this week, Marshall was readying the decision from the clerk's office to reject those petition signatures. That decision was released shortly after our conversation. So I wanted to take a moment to point that out to you. Uh, As you listen, though, Commissioner Frisbee has some perspective on it, but you'll note a couple of nuances where it was clear we had not yet heard that news as we were talking about this. So wanted to make that program note as uh, we get started with the interview with Steve today. Want to also make another program note. Next week, Glenn Kowalski is scheduled to be back with us on Community Matters to update us on his group's efforts to oppose that plant. You recall he was with us a number of weeks ago. He'll be back with an update next week on Community Matters. Now, let's begin with Commissioner Frisbee. Some in Marshall are pushing for a uh, a referendum on the Blue Oval plant that Ford intends to build. And I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts as you uh, think about that and how that might go. So the opposition decided to get signatures and put a referendum on the ballot to yep. see if they could stop the zoning change, I believe was the, the terminology. What nobody has discovered or acknowledged yet, and, and I'm sure it'll end up in court uh, because both sides seem to be fairly certain that it either can or cannot happen based on city charter and the process that was used to get there. So the city of Marshall had a closed meeting uh, to discuss that, I believe, and probably, you know, I don't know the, the contents, nor should anybody know the contents of their closed meeting. That's forbidden, but you typically have to do that for uh, legal or um, other type of personnel issues to go into a closed meeting to follow the law. Mm-hmm. I don't think either side is going to accept the outcome, and I think you'll see this pushed on into the court system for a challenge and, and uh, you know, how far that go, I don't know. But there's some clear outlines in the city charter of what you can file a referendum for or can't and the process you have to do to, to get it in place and the number of signatures and the people who can legitimately sign. So I'll just let the folks that are in charge of figuring all those things out, figure that out because it's 
it, it was never in the county's hands as far as this referendum issue. It's always been in the city of Marshall's hands. And I again, I think it'll end up in the court system. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we presume that that would delay the process to build it. But yeah, it depends on how quickly the ruling comes out. I think Ford's still on go, but we'll see. I, I Again, I think it'll be a quick decision one way or the other of it's allowed or it's not. And my belief is it's probably not. The referendum, as it's phrased, you think is probably not going to be allowed. Yeah, I, I think that's where it heads. And uh, and then you'll see a court case right away. Okay. So as you look at this from the county perspective, the idea that um, there's been a fair amount of support for this uh, development, there's been some against. As you look at this, it's a little bit of a nail biter, I suppose. Uh, are there concerns from your perspective? Maybe this is just a bump in the road, or maybe it's more significant than that. Uh, there's always concerns, and the opposition has been very boisterous. The support has been very quiet because they don't want to get involved into the boisterous side. But we have a lot of folks on both sides of the aisle that approach us and want to talk about Blue Oval, as well as other projects. And some want to definitely tell you how it's going to be, and others want to ask you your perspective and where you stand. And it's it's always good to have conversations with folks that want to know your perspective and how you gained it um, versus coming in and tell you how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of folks don't understand is the anti-mega site or blue oval folks, there's at least as many or more that have a perspective 180 degrees from theirs. So it's difficult sometimes to come to a decision when you represent the community in an elected position. Mm-hmm. But you have to look at the benefits and, and look at the pros and cons and what are the cons. And a lot of the cons that have come out in the anti have proven not to be true, that it was Chinese owned, that it was going to be, you know, Communist Party ran and Chinese national. We had a woman, one woman told us, why would we want 2,500 Chinese nationals in Marshall operating the plant? None of that was ever true, but both sides sometimes use hype. And you have to be able to figure that out as an elected official, what's hype and what's fact and come to a conclusion based on what's best for the community and the community you represent. Got to figure it out as a member of the community too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and that's always the funny part. Like I said, there's, there's always people that are entrenched in their thought and that's okay. As long as it's based in fact and recognition that there are people with a thought process, 180 degrees opposite of yours. Yeah. And where do we arrive at then that makes anybody happy um, let alone the majority. So, you know, I learned long ago as an elected official, <laughs> really, it starts off as a father and a husband. You can't make them all happy. And yeah. if, if you're trying, then you're probably failing it to accomplish what you're really set out to do. Do what you needed to do. Do it with uh, thought and process and transparency. And I think you'll come out on the other end going, hey, we made a decision and I think it's okay. And only time tells if you make really good decisions or not. You know, you can go back to the road department decision in 2012. And nobody liked what was going on with the road commission at the time. Um, There were people who were telling me, do not take it over. You won't like it. You're going to, it's going to be the end of you. 
And I said, and myself and our Kale and others said, you know, we'll try because what's happening isn't, isn't working. And lo and behold, are there still issues? Oh, yeah. Are we light years ahead of where we were in 2012? By far. Mm-hmm. So and there were people on both sides of that issue as well. Don't do it. Don't do it because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to build roads. Never, never said I did. Uh, but I rely on people that do know how to build roads and do it right. So it's having smart people around you and people you can trust and you know will give you facts versus hyperbole. And we'll leave it at that on that subject and certainly won't be the last conversation we have about oh. it, I'm sure. Oh. This lends itself well to uh, the subject that we do have planned for today, which is uh, the idea that there is uh, a process in place to interact with the Board of Commissioners. And uh, every now and then, it's good to talk about how to approach that and how it's effective, right? Yeah. And civility is seems to be a, a dying thing oh, in our yeah. citizenry. And being able to approach things with logic and fact and not attack is probably the best manner. If you stand at the podium and tell me I'm a Nazi and a communist and a Marxist and a fascist and everything else in between, it doesn't even hit my ears anymore. I'm just going to let it bounce off, smile at you and say thanks. And thanks for your opinion. It, it really means nothing to me. And if I wanted that kind of interaction, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know anybody that wants that kind of interaction they want constructive criticism is fine. Um, I'll take that any day because that's an opportunity to improve and look at it from another perspective. But civility is, is a kind of a dying breed. Now Mm -hmm. I say that because that's what's happening a lot, especially in Calhoun County where people step to a podium and, and make all kinds of accusations based, not based in fact, but based in fear and, and other things that people want to, project. And it's almost like they just want to be the center of the universe at the moment. So everybody's paying attention to them. And again, I know most of my commissioners, when they start getting yelled at and called all those names, you know, name calling, oh, well, but it it, it doesn't have any impact. As a matter of fact, it, it's probably just the opposite. When you come with that kind of um, mentality and lack of civility then people are not they'll shut you down it's just like being in <laughs> at work when your boss is always on your back never has anything good to say and, and criticizes you terribly you don't want to be there so it's the same thing in politics come at me with criticism and offer solutions but not in a way that tries to tear people down and build yourself up two thoughts that came to mind as you brought that up one there's that old uh adage uh, you you uh you gain more with honey instead of vinegar right so there's that right that that stuff yeah. your grandma used to say <laughs> not even vinegar anymore it's, it's yeah yeah it's acid Hard or something vinegar. yeah yeah <laughs> and i also learned a long time ago uh, in my work life in a particular place where i was working that the expectation was if we had an issue we needed to come to the table with some suggested ideas to solve that issue. That might be a good way to approach the podium when it comes time to address the board. So if you have an issue with something, I think your point is yelling at commissioners and name calling doesn't bring the same kind of result as a civil reasoned list of 
of suggestions or discussion points. Yeah. You know, I was at the Marshall City Commission meeting, the one that went till 3 a.m., and I was going to speak on positive manner about the Blue Oval mm-hmm. and what it meant to the county. A gentleman went before me that spent five, his five-minute time allotment, again, calling everybody all those names that we just mentioned. And I thought, you know, if there was anybody that was going to vote against the the Blue Oval rezoning, that gentleman just changed their vote to a yes. And why would I why would I get up and do it? And it was 1 a.m. So there were a lot of people that left that meeting because of the way that the anti some of them, not all of them. And I want to stress, it's not everybody who's anti. There's handfuls of people who are well beyond the pale in how you should interact as an adult in public. And I always think of it, if my mother would not be proud of the way I'm behaving right now, I probably shouldn't be behaving in public, especially at a microphone, at a podium, in a public meeting. Mm-hmm. And it is just gotten to the point with handfuls of people where that is the case. They are out of control. And it's really not focused on fixing anything. It's focused on, look at me. You know, here's one thing I'd say. Uh, I think, having chatted with some folks who are opposed to the development, that uh, some of them have a a feeling that they've not been heard. And I I try to put myself in that spot. And if if I felt that way, I might try to speak louder. (laughs) And maybe that's where some of that's coming from. Uh, however, I think there is an opportunity, a point at which doing so crosses a line like you've illustrated, and, and then you have an effect that's counter to what you're really trying to do. That's Richard's right. opinion, maybe nobody else's, but I think what you're saying is you'd welcome constructive input on anything. Absolutely. And, you know, there are people who have spoke very nicely without name calling and emotionally and um, very against projects before. When those people speak to you, you can gain a perspective that says, okay, I didn't think about that, right? That's something that eluded us or as a group or me, myself. And then I can try to figure out, okay, is there something I can do to address that? So for instance, there are residential areas, um, especially to the south and east, it's called Squaw Creek of the Blue Oval. And people were like, oh, I don't want that in my backyard. It's like, oh, I forgot that's right there. Uh, but how can we do this? There is the river. There's the railroad tracks. And, oh, Ford wants to make a park, give donate land to create a buffer zone. So are there ways that we can protect from sound and light um, and those kind of things in those neighborhoods? And I think those are part of, you know, the the site plan planning processes and things like that where we can address those things you know i I, um, own a home in penfield that's now a rental home but when i first owned it they were going to build north point woods Mm. which i thought was a great addition to the community but in my backyard was going to be a paved parking lot and all i did was go to the the leaders of the organization at the time that was beginning north point woods and said, hey, you've got a lot of property. Do you have to buff, bucket right up to our backside of our property and put a parking lot? Could you 
maneuver things around so that we don't have a parking lot. And there was probably six or eight of us neighbors that were going to have a, a paved parking lot in our backyard. And all they said was, you know, this is a concept and we'll take that into consideration and we appreciate your input and we understand your concerns and left it at that. And the next drawing of the actual site plan, there was nowhere near our backyards. So it was worth my time to express my thoughts and my opinion and my concerns uh, and did so with civility and with the thought of, here's your option. You have a lot more property. Can you move it slightly? And lo and behold, they did that. There was, there's no parking lot on that prop next to that property. So it's just open, getting people to open their eyes and think is one thing. Trying to shove things down their throat is another. And it's just like any other conversation in life. I don't care if you're an elected official, a husband or wife, when someone tries to shove an idea down your throat, you're not likely to be very open to that. And I suppose there could be some folks who feel about the Ford plant like you did about the parking lot, right? And I can understand that if there was going to be a plant built outside my window here, I might feel a fair amount of anxiety about that. If someone's feeling that and they feel that um, maybe uh, uh, there's something going on that doesn't, isn't in the best interests of, of they and their neighbors, can they come to you with a, with a, um, perspective that elevates the urgency but isn't off the rails in in criticism and and the rhetoric that goes you know explosively yeah and oftentimes what you'll find is when you approach us with those concerns we'll have a response because we've already thought of it or the collective of administration and elected officials and and planning and everybody else have already said well that's a problem that's something we're going to need to address. So, and often they'll go, thank you for thinking of us. Right. And we want everybody to not have bad neighbors and and worry about things, but there's also a point of things that are out of our control. And it all starts with land use and, you know, property rights of this all started because folks who owned this property decided they could sell it. And, they wanted to sell it and they're all making a pretty, pretty good amount of money in doing so. So it's balancing those rights. So what, what am I going to do on my property and how does it affect my neighbors should always be a thought, but yet I have the right to do so on my personal prop, personally owned property to be able to do what I need to do either to make a living or, um, you, you know, provide a service to people. So, it's a great balance and often we have to come to the middle to get that balance and i think you'll find most most elected officials are willing to serve and want to represent constituents and 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 their ideas and come up with solutions to problems and we use the blue oval as an example Uh, it's the big issue right now but of course uh, if someone has uh, an issue with which they they want input or assistance or uh, to express a view, coming to you about any of those things, the board, I say you, but I mean the board, with some reasoned thoughts and, and ideas is always welcomed, no matter what that subject is, right? Yeah, but I think the 
what we've really gotten away from as a as a society is when someone tells you no or that's not possible we have to learn to accept that and then we got to find a way to change our circumstances so like the folks in squaw creek if they don't want to live close to a the blue oval factory that's their prerogative but the silver lining for them is and some of them believe it and some of them don't their property is going to go up in value they could sell and find another opportunity further out in the country where they're not going to be built you know a plant built next to them so sometimes you have to take a hold of your own reality and not expect everybody to be able to fix what is unfixable all right and uh, if folks want to address the board they come to a meeting there's a, a reserved time in the agenda for uh, folks to approach the podium and and speak it's as simple as that right we have two uh, public comment periods in the county it's three minutes it's time we provided a timer uh, so folks know where they're at and the first um, comment period is for things on the agenda specifically and the second comment period is anything related to county government so come speak more than happy to listen and what you'll find is it's not a question and answer session for us some some places are a little more loose leaf ours is not um but we'll tell you stay after and we'd be more than happy to to give you more information but getting into a back and forth dialogue really isn't going to happen during the public comment period so we encourage folks to come and share and not be afraid to do so and we want an environment where people on both sides of any issue feel comfortable in doing that and not feel intimidated by one side or the other and they may not be back and forth within the context of those comment periods but as you say it could open the door for uh, for further dialogue in a different best, uh, setting yeah some of the best discussions i've had as a commissioner with folks in the gallery after the meeting saying okay i didn't quite understand what you're saying let me give you a little more perspective and they say oh i didn't know that or i say oh i didn't know that and let me get some more information and get back with you and you get their contact information and you follow through and you address their issue or you simply say that's that's not something that we're going to fix you know the last public meeting we had in the county but somebody wanted to talk about the the marshall city commission issues and it's like we have no authority over the marshall city commission we have no obligation to try to address them as a body but you if you want to address them as an individual you certainly can go do that so taking your time to talk about the marshall city commission at the Calhoun county board of commissioners probably really isn't going to do anything all right well in the meantime in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com is the link to the calhoun county board of commissioners website and uh, agendas and past meetings and the link to watch it live uh, virtually if you wish and all of those resources so invite you to check those resources and those links maybe bookmark them and have them ready in your browser steve frisbee vice chair calhoun county board of commissioners thank you sir 